Ashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I am Ashley. And we are joined by a first-time guest for our show, and it's Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on the show. Um, Jeff is a is a uh, film critic. He's uh, an editor and a Tomato Meter-approved film critic who writes for StrangeHarbors.com. You can also find him on Twitter, at StrangeHarbors. And Jeff is here to talk with us today about uh, The Northman, which is Robert Eggers' new film. Um, it is based on an old Viking story uh, about a, a guy named I guess, Amleth, which apparently, as I learned after I watched the movie, Shakespeare sort of was influenced by this and kind of kind of moved the letters around and wrote Hamlet. Uh, but yeah, it it's, starts in the year 895 in one of those... North Sea, Nordic countries, uh, a young character, uh, the Amleth character, he watches his father, the king, be murdered by uh, his uncle, and then he runs away, and we then catch up with him a few years later, and he's all grown up into Alexander Skarsgård, and he's basically joined a group of berserkers. And he then vows to take revenge. So uh, he goes across the sea again, uh, finds where his um, mother is at now, who is now married to his uncle and has their own family over in Iceland. And he's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take revenge. So it's a revenge movie. Um, with all that said, uh, we'll hand it over to you, Jeff. What, what are your thoughts on this? I thought we were talking about The Lion King. <laughs> um, I, I love this movie um, I'm a big fan of Robert Eggers so um, it pretty much delivered exactly what I was expecting you know his deep research um, his authentic period details just putting all that into like a brutal Viking revenge epic and I, I just loved it um, so much it was it was exactly what i was expecting right and i had a great time at this movie um what about you guys yeah so i thought this movie was pretty great and i think robert eggers is just an amazing filmmaker um you know i don't i've seen his two previous films uh, the witch and the lighthouse i don't know that i liked this one as much as i liked those but i liked it almost as much and but what I love about all of his movies is his, he has this kind of unique vision in, in which he incorporates what I will call dark folklore into the, what could be just kind of a simple plot. And it just in, it imbues each of his films with like this other level of um, uh, strangeness. And it, but it also feels, very, because it seems to be um, coming from some kind of folklore element, it seems very organic and real and never seems kind of tacked on. Um, yeah, he just creates this whole other world. And, and, and the attention to detail and the interesting use of language, um, it, it's really transporting. So it, his movies, to me, just are very unique. And um, yeah, this one was, was just as good. Um, not quite as good, but almost as good as his previous one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we're ranking the Robert Eggers movies, <laughs> I, I guess I would put this uh, a very close second to The Lighthouse. Um, and then 
the witch is a distant third for me. I know we disagree about that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I was not a not a fan of the witch, but yeah, no. This was a, a this is quite epic, uh, as they say, and it, it grabbed me from the get go, from the jump, with uh, the score, which is by Robin Carolyn and Sebastian Gainsborough. But um, you know, there's that scene in the last year's Dune where like those armies are like kind of massing and they're getting ready to attack like the house of Trades and and there's this dude who's like kind of making this really weird sound i don't know how to describe it i'm not going to imitate it but <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of this movie the score is that and there's several moments in this movie where it's that type of sound but just a lot more of it uh, which i was totally there for i was totally on board for it um, everybody in this movie is firing on all cylinders. I mean, you've got Alexander Skarsgård, who is the title, he's the lead character, Amleth, who's just, just, um, just basically a grunting animal in this movie, but is 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 excellent in the role. Uh, Nicole Kidman as the the queen. She has a like a, a moment in this film that is just this great. I keep using excellent, but I mean it, it's 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 great. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. Klaus, Klaus Bang, um, who plays the uncle, uh, is good. Ethan Hawke is in this. Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, I think I saw you tweet this the other day, Jeff, but Anya Taylor-Joy does not have a, a, not a lot in this movie. She's got a few scenes, right? But she makes the most of the scenes that she's in. And I won't give away what her last lines are, what they're about, but her last scene in this movie literally gave me chills. Um, just the way she delivers the lines and the way that the, it's filmed and and yeah so no um, this is really this is really good I'm gonna throw it back to you Jeff yeah yeah what you said about Anya Taylor Joy I mean she's uh, the grounding presence in this movie I think I think everyone in this movie goes big everyone has their big moments Alexander Skarsgård he's got like the physicality um, all the violence is centered around him. And then uh, Nicole Kidman's got that fiery monologue towards the end. Like, I won't spoil anything, but but Anya Taylor-Joy, she really finds um, the humanity, uh, just filling in the cracks where everything is just, like, violent and and brutal. And she finds the humanity at the center of that, and, and uh, her performance is great. I, I really do uh, enjoy her performance. It might be my favorite performance in the movie, um, might be a hot take, I don't know, but uh, mm-hmm. considering how much screen time she has, uh, but yeah, I I love I love the movie. I love like the all the phantasmagorical um, aspects of it, the imagery. Um, I mean, of course, it's Robert Eggers, so like how deeply researched it is. Um, you have like the fight with the the drugger zombie with the enchanted sword, and then like the Valkyrie with the runes carved in her teeth. It's so like, if you didn't know this about Robert Eggers, you would think this would be like so alien, but like, this is all very well researched and, and very true to that culture. So I, uh, it's everything you expect from a Robert Eggers movie. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you mentioned the Valkyrie with the, 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 the teeth tattoos because that's something I thought was a mistake because that's this shows how ignorant I am about that. But I mean, I it looks like she's wearing braces. It's like one <laughs> braces, yeah. yeah. And then afterward, I read up about it. I'm like, oh no, that was a that was an accurate, uh, you know, 
Tooth tattoo. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, the cinematography in this is good. Uh, Jara and Blaschke uh, did the cinematography. And it's, you know, it's funny. So it, I... We, Ashley and I were kind of joking afterward. I mean, we we would not have survived long in this world uh, if we, we were just dumped into it. Um, this, you know, obviously, you know, it's a millennia ago, but uh, it's not. These aren't necessarily characters that I altogether like. This is not a time period that I'm all that you know enamored with. But yet, this is a movie that's an experience, you know. And some movies are like that. Some movies are. The way they present their what they're about is kind of the whole thing, you know. Um, I, and it's interesting. I remember when I was watching it, I looked at my watch at one point because, I mean, I knew going into it that it was kind of like a revenge movie. And then most of what I talked about in my plot teaser earlier happens in the first half hour. So, like, I, wa- I look at my watch because he, like, shows up to where his aunt and uncle are at years later. And I looked at my watch and I'm like, oh, so we're a half hour in. This is like a two hour movie. I mean, surely this this is, I'm not sure what they have to do for the next, next hour and a half. Uh, but that's kind of what I learned. That's the point of the movie. It's not necessarily what the movie's about, but it's how it is about it. Uh, as Roger Ebert used to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with you both about the gorgeous cinematography and the acting is great. There's some wonderful small roles as well. Um, Willem Dafoe has a wonderful uh, part, and I think his voice is just made for delivering the dialogue in Robert Eggers' movies. It, it's just great. Um, uh, Bjork, everyone's favorite Icelandic singer, has a really cool uh, role. Um, yeah, every performance was really cool. And you're right, I love the... The sound, the score is great. The percussive nature of the score really punctuates the the kind of brutality of the the action scenes, which are also directed really well. Um, yeah, I have very, very, very few complaints about this film. Yeah. So one thing I will mention too is uh, the revenge element is interesting because it it uh, at least my reaction to it was after a certain point, I was like, you know, I don't know if this is the best course of action. <laughs> you know, when, now when you earlier, when you see the massacre of Amla's family or his father or whatever in this village, you kind of feel very like pumped up. You're like, oh my gosh, he's got to avenge this. You know, he's got to do something and stuff. And, and sure enough, you know, years later when he, he has a Bjork comes to him in a vision and tells him all this stuff, he's just like, okay, I'm going back. I'm, I'm taking revenge. You're like, okay, I'm on board for this. And then as the movie progresses, that's kind of one of the things that unfolded for me in the, in the next hour and a half of it was, you know, maybe revenge is not a good thing. <laughs> um, which is, is interesting, too, because some movies that aren't necessarily about revenge but feature kind of a crucial revenge element, they do kind of make you get on board with it. Like, you know... Um, one movie I was thinking about afterward was uh, 1987's The Untouchables, which, um, you know, spoilers if you haven't seen a 35-year-old movie, but, you know, Sean Connery's character gets murdered by a gangster. And at the end of the movie, Kevin Costner's up on a rooftop of that gangster, and you're feeling like, you know, you want this guy to get, to get pushed off his roof. <laughs> uh, and then Kevin Costner decides not to. And you're like, oh, okay. And then in 
the guy has to say something, the gangster says something, and that pisses off Kevin Costner. So he like does throw him off the roof. And then you're like, yes. And um, that's an instance where, yeah, you want to see this revenge for what that character did to other people. In this movie, I wasn't on, I wasn't on board with that. And I don't think the movie is necessarily on board with that either, which, uh, you know, I, th- I, lo- I kind of like that dynamic. I'm going to throw it back to you, Jeff, for some final thoughts. Yeah, um, it's funny you bring up the revenge aspect of this because this movie is very much unlike other revenge movies where it doesn't have that interrogation of like the brutality and the cost of taking another life or like um, executing your vengeance. Um, it lets you come up with your own thoughts on, about it. And I mean, the final confrontation between Amleth and his uncle, uh, Fjolnir, is it's faded, right? It's destiny. Um, it's foretold by, you know, more than a single seer in the movie, right? And I think that's so interesting because, you know, they add all these wrinkles in in the movie where, you know, Fjolnir, he used to have the throne, but... Um, I think it's like the he witch who reveals that, you know, he doesn't have a throne anymore. He's been exiled and he has like his own family. He's, he's like a farmer. Um, so uh, I think another movie would have been like, oh, should I continue with my quest for vengeance against this person who killed my father? But in the end, um, it's just a straight shot from, from him to that final confrontation. And I think that speaks a lot about the nature of vengeance without actually confronting it head on like other movies would. And I think that's a very interesting course for this movie to take it. Um, you know, it's very different from Hamlet, right? Uh, which, which is what uh, Shakespeare took out of this, this Nordic mythology. Um, because the, the, the play of Hamlet is all about Hamlet grappling with his own humanity wanting to take revenge. Um, so I, I, I found that really, really interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what would you give this out of 10? Well, I would say a nine. I really, really like this. What about you guys? Nine is my score also. I give it an 8.2. Um, so 8.2. Our, <laughs> our score is an 8.7. Uh, and it is on the tomato meter. It has an 89% certified fresh from critics and a 67% from audiences. Um, so what do you make about that? I mean, 67% approval from audiences is still good, you know, but lower than, you know, lower than critics. Does that surprise you, Jeff? No, not at all. (laughs) I suspect that 67 is probably higher than for the lighthouse or the witch. I think this is probably, yeah, most, you know, accessible film. Yeah, it's interesting that I would agree with that. It's still interesting that, uh, that this is what we consider to be accessible. <laughs> that said, uh, The Lighthouse has a uh, 72% from audiences. Interesting. Uh, which I was, I would not necessarily have, have, uh, have predicted, I guess, for that. But, you know, uh, people can. No, that's interesting. I, didn't, I, I wouldn't expect that either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. What about the witch? What's the witch's audience? You know, I tried to look that up and it didn't come up. So, um, huh. I don't know. 
Maybe maybe they want me to spell it with the two V's instead of uh, <laughs> uh, the, the what you want to call it. I think they I think they must because yeah, I it's fifty nine percent. Fifty nine percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, this slot's kind of right in the middle of uh, uh, what people think of <laughs> this. No, but it's eight point seven from us. Hey Jeff, uh, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was great. Yeah, and folks, again, you can find uh, Jeff at strangeharbors.com and Strange Harbors on Twitter. You can find us uh, at mashleymovies.com and mashleymovies on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.